It is a great day for Talk Radio. Hour 2 awaits. We've got our panel standing by. Topics worthy of discussion. Danny alluded to one such. That is the uh, Liberal MP from Aurora, Oak Ridges, Richmond Hill, having crossed the floor earlier this afternoon, uh, Leona Alislev. And uh, she says she's joining the Conservative Party because, well, on a matter of principle, she took an oath to the country and uh, therefore believes that the Conservative Party uh, has the best interest of the country at heart. Well, uh, we'll find out how the panel feels about that and many more such topics worthy of discussion. When it comes to uh, the Liberal Party, there are many whom uh, believe that they are not doing what they could be doing insofar as these tariffs that have been imposed uh, on imports from the United States. You know, the the duties, the retaliatory tariffs we imposed uh, on American goods, about $16.6 billion, I think, in total. About 200 products were on the short list. This in response to Donald Trump imposing 25% on steel and aluminum as an initial salvo in uh, this trade imbroglio across the border. Turns out the government had promised something like $2 billion in aid to help Canadian companies that would be hit by these tariffs being imposed on stuff coming into this country. Well, uh, of that $2 billion that had been promised... Right now, it seems uh, only $11,000 in relief funding has been distributed to Canadian companies affected by steel and aluminum tariffs. So what the deuce is going on? Let's find out. Dean Allison is on the line. He's a shadow minister for international trade. Dean, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Well, great to be back on. Thanks for having me. Well, tell me now, uh, if we've got $2 billion that was promised by the government, and my understanding is that... uh, the government has collected more than $286 million in the two months after it slapped retaliatory tariffs on the U.S. imports. Uh, how come only 11000 has been doled out to this point? Well, you know, I, I personally talked to about 150 stakeholders in over 26 meetings all across the country, and this is not a surprise to me because we have not heard of one small and medium-sized enterprise that's been able to access any kind of tariff relief. Now, remember, they're looking for... We are collecting tariffs, we're collecting taxes, and we've got to, these guys have got to pay them. We're looking for them to be made whole, given the fact that this, these are unusual circumstances, that they cannot continue for a long period of time to continue to pay these tariffs and still be competitive in the long run. So we were out talking to a whole bunch of businesses and, as I said, companies and, and associations and Chamber of Commerce, and we haven't been able to find anyone that's actually been able to get it. So imagine this. You've got a CEO, a man or a woman, working all day on their business, trying to sell, trying to create you know jobs and, and deal with the operations of the company, and then they're spending from 6 o'clock until midnight trying to figure out how they can access any kind of relief, and they are not able to do it. So the challenge remains for these people is that how long could they continue to be competitive or continue to pay these tariffs and still be in business? See, I don't understand what the difficulty is in unlocking these funds that are already earmarked for relief. Uh, Where's the stalling? Well, I think the challenge is if you look at what we've tariffed, there's some 15, 16 billion dollars that we're going to tariff at either a 25 or 10 percent tariff rate. We're going to collect in excess of probably two billion, that's B, billion dollars of tariffs. But what we've done is we've said, listen, we're going to create this program and you can either apply through EDC, the Economic Development Corporation, or the BDC, the Business Development Bank, and you can apply for tariff relief. Well, there's $1.7 billion going to these government organizations, which, by the way, do a great job. But people and businesses don't need additional debt. You look at another program, which is a strategic 
in, uh, Innovation Fund, which is only available to companies that are doing over 10 million in sales and have over 200 people as employees. So if you think about that, just by the parameters of what they said, most companies will never be eligible for any of this money. So, John, you raise a great question. If you end up saying you'll provide $2 billion, should it not be easy to apply for and to get? And the reality is none of these businesses will ever be able to access one nickel of this program. So where's the money going? Government coffers. And this is what we continue to wonder is like, you're collecting this money, so it's going to general revenue. Are you not supposed to be helping out the businesses that, through no fault of their own, find themselves in the middle of this trade war? All right, again, uh, Dean Allison's with us, the Shadow Minister for International Trade, on this matter of uh, tariffs that have been imposed. Uh, Donald Trump on steel and aluminum of 25% in retaliation. We've got tariffs on American goods imported into this country, uh, totaling about $16.6 billion. Now, the question is, uh, some companies need to bring in product from the U.S. of A. uh, because it can't be substituted with anything made here. And uh, they're being penalized now if they can't get made whole by our government, which was the stated intention. And the government even said there was going to be $2 billion in aggregate relief for these companies suffering under the tariff regime. Uh, They're not seeing any money. To this point, the Canada Border Services Agency said it distributed just $11,000 since July. Canada Border Services Agency, they're the ones responsible for distributing or how does that work? Yeah, so what happens is, is the business will actually apply. And once again, if, they, if, there's, if there are things going out, they've actually got to pay that tariff. So if it's coming in and there's a tariff, they've got to pay that within five days. So we have a number of businesses that have to write checks. I've talked to, as I said, I've talked to numerous businesses over the last two months, and that's exactly it. Their check must be written to the uh, CBSA within five business days. So think about that. While they're waiting for customers that could be terms of 30 or 60 days trying to receive that money, their checks have got to go out immediately. So in the short term, businesses are saying, listen, we can do this because we're trying to figure this out. But as long as there are tariffs that we got to continue to pay, we cannot sustain this in the long term. And so when the Canadian government announces with great fanfare at Stelco a number of uh, a number of months ago that they're going to help Canadian businesses out with a $2 billion program, the reality is, as I've mentioned, as I've talked to people on the ground, not only will they not be able to access this money, they'll never be able to access this money because they don't qualify because of the size of the company or what they do, and it just makes it very difficult. They don't need to take on more debt. They need relief. We, as a government, are collecting the money from other businesses as a result of that. Some of this money should be going back to those that are trying to remain competitive and keep their customers intact. Yeah, I understand. There are three different programs in play here, and uh, the final relief program is called the Remission of Surtaxes, which if you want to get money, uh, I guess getting access to the funds is this it requires a case-by-case cabinet approval. That sounds unwieldy to me. Well, what happened when we were talking to individuals, I mentioned before, we have CEOs and presidents and the owners that are doing their business by day. They're saying, Dean, we're talking to these guys, and they're not even sure if they can get back to us within 200 days in some cases. Now, think about that. 200 days is like, you know, more than two-thirds of the year. Mm. Some of them may not be in business by then, so the process is complicated. You know, when business owners have to pay HST at the end of the month, they have a form they fill out, how much money they collected, and what do they owe? And they pay the difference, right? If it's in a retail situation. So there are 
precedent set for how programs can be set up to be easy and simple and uh, able to follow. This one is so complicated, and even if they say we're going to take some time to try and figure this out, in other words, we'll let you know there's no guarantee that they'll be able to get any money to help them out. Yeah, it's a a dire predicament for these businesses who are uh, having to shoulder this burden, and, you know, it's being done on the backs of businesses. Let me ask you one final question, Dean. This is Doug Ford going uh, on Wednesday to Washington to uh, get an update on the NAFTA talks, along with Economic Development Minister Jim Wilson. Uh, What do you suppose their involvement might be? Well, I think they're probably, you know, once again, I think it's not unusual for premiers to head down and try and build the case for Canada. I think they probably want to go down and say, listen, there's a new government in Ontario and we are open for business and we want to do business. And they I probably want to get an update to find out. You know, my sense is that Mr. Trump uh, is pretty set on his uh, his ideology and his strategy. And no number of people going down is going to probably sway Mr. Trump. But I think it's always helpful when there's a new government in town that the premier or the minister go down and at least make introductions. Maybe they won't be able to sway them on this particular issue, but I think over time uh, they need to say, let them know that Ontario is back open for business. All right. Uh, we'll watch with interest. I, I appreciate the update on this story where, you know, these uh, folks who are hit with the tariffs are not getting any relief and uh, may never see that money to make them whole. It's, uh, it's an outrage. But thanks a lot for sharing some uh, insight on that matter. Well, and thank you for covering it. I think it's important that we uh, continue to try and uh, get the message out that, uh, you know, quite frankly, not a lot of this money is going where it should be. Fair enough. Dean Allison, Shadow Minister for International Trade. Well, there you go. I guess he's had a fairly good day otherwise because uh, his party did recruit another member, the Liberal who crossed the floor. Uh, This was Leona Oleslev. She's from Aurora, Oak Ridges, Richmond Hill, and... uh, She said it was a matter of principle for her. She took an oath to the country and not just to the Liberal Party. We'll see how folks feel about that when they congregate here in moments. It's topics worthy of discussion in our panel. Up next on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.